What's up, y'all? It's Drewski, and I've teamed up with Mountain Dew to produce a hilarious new basketball podcast called The Dew Zone with Drewski. Learn the backstories of your favorite ballers and celebrities like Jamal Murray. Did you have, like, a favorite team? Was it the Raptors at the time or no? Was the Raptors even started around that time? Come on, bro. I ain't that old, fam. <laughs> You're talking like I'm 50. Taylor Rooks, Asia Wilson, and many more. You won't want to miss this. Listen to The Do Zone with Drewski on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you listen to podcasts. Today's episode of the Chase to Must podcast is brought to you by our presenting sponsor, Panko Chicken. The new Atlanta restaurant thrives off of a unique spin on Japanese and Western cuisine and is already racking up the awards, winning best-selling taste in the Taste of Atlanta Awards both in 2017 and 2018. So if you're in the metro Atlanta area and are wanting to try something new and good and delicious, Go to Panko Chicken today and tell them that I sent you over. You'll be glad you did, I promise. Panko Chicken, where eats meets West. Chase Thomas podcast. The Chase Thomas podcast. <laughs> um, my nephew needs me to record. See, I hate. I already hate it. I hate it. All right. Good morning. Welcome to a Saturday morning in Atlanta. I am joined by someone who was in Atlanta a few weeks ago that... Um, I got several beers with um, down the street. Paul Griffin of RBR Wrestling. Paul, good morning. How are you? Yeah, we got several beers, and then I had to culture you on hard liquor. <laughs> on what? Hard liquor. Oh, yeah. That's like you're like, oh, I don't do this. I, I, just, I normally drink my Pabst only. <laughs> I, well, hold on. My two favorites are Coors Light and Miller High Life. Ugh. Somehow that's worse. How is that worse? Miller High Life is a really not good beer. Miller High Life is actually the best tasting beer available. It's the, the champagne world. of beers. Yeah, I'm actually looking. You know what's better right though? Now. Actual champagne. No, well, actually, that's not true. So I, I would agree with that. I, I do love actual champagne, but I don't think the champagne of beers is an incorrect adjective to describe. Yeah, because it's like a bubbly beer. Yeah, it's delicious. It's so gross. What are you talking about? It's the. It best. is not for me. No. What did we? What did you make me get though? I wanted. I forgot, and I was mad that I forgot because I actually liked what the cocktail that you um, picked out for me. Crap. Let me look it up. Was it green? No, it had tequila in it. Um, yes. Love tequila. Hang on. Let me think. Do you know what that place was called? Hmm. Place down the street from my house. Yeah. No, that's that was my best guess. Um. No, this is the don't best remember. part of the podcast. People are like, "What is it? What is this place? We gotta figure it out." They don't really care. I don't remember. Let me see. Hang on, I have it in my phone. I'll Do get, you really? Yeah, we'll get to the bottom of this. I mean, it would be on North Highland, um, not Murphy's. It's across the street from Murphy's. You're just telling everybody where you live. If you want to meet Chase you. Thomas, just loiter, <laughs> loiter around these areas, and he might show up. I mean, I do wear a lot of my own merch, so... He'll be wearing uh, a shirt that has his name on it. <laughs> Where is this place? Was it Boca something? Um, fuck. I forgot Laura? that I've gone to Atlanta multiple times, so now it's harder to find. You don't have to brag. You travel. I, I've traveled. I'm going to Chicago in two weeks. Mm, is this what uh, the zoo that uh, Stephanie was tagging me in that might be better than Atlanta? Uh, Probably. Okay. I've never been to Chicago, though. That's all. So you didn't find the name of the bar? I'm still looking. I don't know what okay. part of the map to look on. Uh, the Virginia Highlands side. Where I live far away from, folks. <laughs> <laughs> Not down the street from. The best place I went to in Atlanta was the, uh, the, the red phone booth, though. That place was fucking good. Yeah, that was that was mind blowing to me because you like went in like the heart heart of Atlanta and found this place. And I mean, I, I, it was yeah. down the street. Yeah, but like no one lives there or goes there or just like downtown Atlanta is just not. That's where my hotel was. Yes, and that was it. Hmm. Where is this fucking place? 
I bet you I can find this in like 30 seconds. Well, I wish you would have helped. You can edit this whole thing out of the show. <laughs> no, this is all extremely good. Poor uh, listeners. This is, this, the, this is the content that people crave. Um, yeah. They like hearing people search quietly on their phones. Uh, oh, this is... Uh, I'm looking. It's not Tiki Ink. It's not Rooftop. It is. It is. Oh, man. I was so close. Did you find it? No, but it's. Now it's being dumb. It's right down the street. What are you doing? Why are you making this? <laughs> not fucking, what are you doing? Why is this uh, difficult? I don't know. I should know this. Was it Bonton? No. Wait, I've I've got it. What was it? Drum roll, please. Barbacoa. I knew it was a start with a B. I knew it. Okay. Barbacoa. There you go. They had Folks. a really cool back patio that we didn't go on. Yeah, because y'all wanted to be inside. Yeah, because it was fucking a thousand degrees outside. Date. No, you wanted a weird, intimate three-person Mm-mm. date. Not what I wanted. I was fine mm. sitting outside. Blame the lady. Also a... Uh, oh, that's true. She was super hot. She made us move inside uh, at the first bar. Yeah, because we were all sweating. I wasn't sweating. It's because you're it a scrawny great. boy. <laughs> it felt great outside. Mm. No. All right, not, not a big fan. No, I'm looking it up. You're what? I'm looking up what we ordered. Oh. Oh, yeah. Okay. That's what we were actually after this whole time. <laughs> I forgot the whole point of that entire conversation that we're definitely leaving in this podcast. Yeah. I think um, uh, what you got... Fuck. Um, crap. They have a lot of stuff on here that looks really good. It's 10.30 in the morning, and I'm like, what, what hard liquor looks really good? <laughs> I think you got the good, the bad, the ugly, which was Tanteo jalapeno and cilantro, lime juice, and agave. No, that doesn't mm. make sense. I don't think I'd order you something spicy. It was something tequila and like green and kind of sour. Maybe it was the Soprano. That's silver tequila and grapefruit. That's probably what it was because I think it was grapefruit. Okay. I think that's what you got. We did it. That's it, we folks. We did it. It was nice joining you. It only you. took us 45 minutes. Yeah. <laughs> It's nice to be a part of the show. Thanks for having me. <laughs> um, so you are a co-host on RBR Wrestling. We should probably. Oh yeah, I am still there. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, we met in person a few weeks ago. Mm-hmm. So at, one of the few at Barbacoa. Mm-hmm. Got to stop saying that name. Now I'm kind of like, do I bleep all of these uh, specific mentions of places? No, you go in there and say, "Hey, I mentioned you on my podcast. Can you float me a free drink?" <laughs> That's true. That's true. All that free press uh, of people loitering to hang out and meet, murder, chase Thomas. Um, let's not put that out in the atmosphere. I said That'd meet. Be great. I said meet huh? first. Oh, perfect. Thanks. <laughs> um, okay, there we go. Um, but yeah, that was fun. It, it was fun. it was a fun it was a fun time. Yeah, I would do it again. Yeah. Well, you travel like a billion times a year, so I'm trying to. Uh-huh. More often than not. When are you getting married? Did y'all? I think you said next, what, next November. Year? Next November. Not this okay. coming, but the one after. Okay. Giving her plenty of time to change her mind. There you go. Play the long game. Mm-hmm. I like it. Because after that, uh, it's like we're kind of stuck. <laughs> I think that's the 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 point that's, of marriage. Yeah, right? that's that the goal. Mm-hmm. To get stuck. Mm-hmm. Some people don't do it. It's true. Um, we'll figure it out one day, or I I will figure it out one day. Excuse me, maybe I don't know. I feel like that's a much more difficult conversation for me. Yeah, based was that just based on the stories that you've told us about you and your life, um, that aren't podcast friendly. <laughs> I was gonna say I was like Paul, don't make me cut you off. <laughs> Paul, um, I I know proper podcast etiquette. Okay, good. I mean RBR, everything's like. Y'all shared a lot of personal stuff. We are the most woke podcast and have never been canceled. That's correct. We've never Um, said anything bad. Ever. Didn't Maxwell get owned by Witch Witch? Yeah, but that's different. You don't fucking swing up at a sandwich chain that's really good and not expect to get shoved in a locker. That's true. 
That's true. I have not had Witch Witch in forever, and I miss it. I think I had it this week, and it was quite good. It's always good. Yeah, they're always they're the best of the subway chains. Which which is the best one, or sub chains? Yeah, subway is the worst one. Yeah, I would agree. Um, this is a good transition to Monday Night Raw. Yeah. Um, what happened on that show? This it's Saturday. I've already blocked that out of my mind. <laughs> um, well, the reason I have not blocked it out is because I don't watch them live, and I'll just like I'll carve out some time to just go through Raw and SmackDown in one sitting and make all my notes and just fast forward what I need to fast forward and watch what I need to watch. Um, the way they opened the show, and this seems like by all accounts, this is Paul Heyman's show now and that he had his hands on a lot of different stuff. And um, Andrade versus Ricochet was supposed to be like a star making moment for both. Um, I like the fact that they did not do the the promo brigade to open up the show. And you got a 24 seven match with all the jobbers surrounding the ring and, um, I, I just thought this was a cool way of opening the show because they're recognizing what people like about this program right now, which is the 24-7 stuff and Ricochet and the club and all this stuff. Like they, they've, I think, recognized and shifted more towards what people want. And I think this was a really, really good job of making the U.S. title matter and also the 24 seven stuff just look cool and acknowledge that this is like this cool thing they stumbled into that is just fun. and makes the program more enjoyable, a three hour slog. I wonder if, wonder if that's, uh, going to stick. Cause what the 24 seven title, this was allegedly the lowest rated episode of the month. And I don't think it lost as many viewers, uh, hour by hour, but I think it was just, a dud in terms of ratings. And I wonder if that's more important to them than like doing something that their fans like, or if like they get consistent with doing stuff that their fans, like will the ratings eventually go up because people want to pay attention. Why do fans care so much about ratings? Especially, Oh, I don't, but I, I, I see that they're important in how the show is run. Are we sure about that? Yeah, because if they do something that, they adjust their shows based on the ratings and then it affects me as a viewer. Yeah. Like there was but a time in football I where they would straight up announce it is halftime. We're going to have a match now. Like they yeah. were actually making their product shitty. So when football was on, you could change the channel, which is inherently stupid anyway. And also just not it was insane with how people watch the show anymore. It's just like, I'm, I wonder what the numbers of people who actually watch raw and SmackDown on Hulu is right now i don't know i certainly don't i know a lot of watch that that shit live i know a lot of people that don't so like dictating to what um is going on at that present time um is silly to me uh well it's still run by old people who don't understand that times have changed yeah that most people can dvr it and just rewatch it later and they watch it in segments but um I don't know. Did you think those two opening matches and segments were a good way to k- kick things off? Because it did feel different. And um, Ricochet got chance. Like, I'm surprised at how over Ricochet is based on his booking. But I'm I'm obviously okay with it. I'm just kind of surprised. I'm not surprised. Why? I, I think he's just really good. And he's unique. I mean, so do I. I'm just surprised he's over and he's getting chance. Yeah, it makes sense though. He's he's very unique and he mm. seems authentic and that's all it takes. He does seem authentic and like that like his shitty interview. his shitty promos make him better, I think. That is like an endearing thing, mm-hmm. right? That he's just like the Rey Mysterio thing where like he was just always bad but fans just appreciated that he was he was trying. Yeah. <laughs> it was like, "Oh, he's not good at this, but we like him." Yeah, I don't I don't necessarily want Ricochet to do a WWE promo. I want him to go out there and say what he feels. I think and it just what limits his ceiling. It just depends like if Ricochet there, was a really though. good talker, he I don't think so. I don't think people just like turn into great talkers. Daniel Bryan did. I think Daniel Bryan always had it in him. I think Ricochet has it in him. I think you get worse. Like I love going back to like Kurt Angle of early two thousands and then God Kurt Angle damn. now. He was so good. He's a different person. He's literally a different human. 
people don't talk about this enough, but I want an investigation, like a 25,000 word investigation into the difference between Kurt Angle 10, 15 years ago versus Kurt Angle now, because I do not believe they are the same people. I think you need to add up the amount of chair shots to his skull and how much drugs he did. I just, it's mind blowing to go back and watch some of that early SmackDown stuff and then watch him like do the GM raw stuff. And you're like, Oh my God. Yeah. What is this? It's it's a bummer, but yeah. What are you gonna do? Well, it's not as much of a bummer because he's not on weekly television anymore. Yeah, which is good. He doesn't good. he doesn't need to be. No, he's just not good at it. Um, do we think Hulk Hogan's gonna be appearing on Fox and SmackDown a lot? Because I think I don't think a right. lot, but I think he'll show up. Okay. I don't. I don't think. I think they value Hogan more than wrestling fans value Hogan, which is to say, I don't think anyone gives a fuck about Hulk Hogan. I, I go back and forth on this because, I mean, I don't go back and forth on my opinions of Hulk Hogan, the person, but more in that I, I don't know what his value is because, like, you'll see, like, his Twitter followers, you'll see, like, how many people still go to his beach shop and, like, I his name recognition. I, I don't know. Like, it's, I, I, I'm just not sure. I'm not sure how much of a draw Hulk Hogan is still. I, I don't know. I, I mean... I think we could look at numbers and prove that he's not. I just don't know what they are. Well, I mean, on Fox, like I could 100% see WWE trotting him out on Fox and Friends, hyping up Fox <laughs> and Friends. God yes. damn. Um, I would like to hope that WWE has no affiliation with Fox News once they switch to Fox. I think they will. Does that mean Brodus Clay comes back? It's managed uh, God, by he got like a promotion by it's the managed way. by Tommy Lauren. Yeah, they promoted him so he would stop being a creep to one girl. God, that's what happens um, at Fox News, guys. We don't we don't need to get into no, we don't. Um, we don't need to get into the reality that is Fox News. <laughs> um, but no, I do think there are going to be people appearing. Like Eric Bischoff's entire role, it seems like, is the liaison between Fox and WWE. Like he is definitely going to be on Fox shows. I don't know if that's, I don't know what that accomplishes, especially because it's local Fox. It's not cable Fox. It'll be FS1. Like these, they'll appear on like the sports part, but I don't know what value it has for one of them to go on Fox and friends. Well, FS1, I believe Jason Whitlock has been on Fox news several different times and he's with FS1 and I, I don't know. Maybe they'll ask, but what audience is watching Fox news that also wants to watch pro wrestling? I think a lot. Yeah, I don't know. You might be right. I could be wrong. I don't know. I don't think it's the majority anymore, but I think there's probably a significant chunk. I feel like the viewers of that channel only watch that channel. And they don't want to watch other content. Especially because SmackDown will be up against their favorite shows like Hannity and Laura and Tucker. It's true. I don't know. They're not tuning away from that. That's their fucking money Yeah. Um, how do you book AJ Ricochet at SummerSlam? Because now we know. I, I could have seen them going either way with Andrade and just being like, we're just going to have an awesome SummerSlam match with the two of them. Um, do you have Ricochet get the title back? I think so. Or do you have AJ keep it? Because I think you just established that the club, it, it, they just got up the belts. They just gave Gallows and Anderson this mega push like to immediately strip aj of gold seems counterintuitive to what they're building right now i I think ricochet wins it back in like a fluke fashion you can kind of keep doing this but i think you have to set up some sort of like three on three scenario Mm -hmm. i don't know what that is it's probably like ricochet and the usos but i wish it was to be something cooler Mm. like ricochet and alistair and like gargano or something would be fucking cool but they've already it's so weird that they split that team up with the brand split and then did not do anything with the brand split except keep those two people apart with Ricochet and Alistair, who spent the majority of the first part of this year fighting for the tag belts. Did they ever address why Johnny Gargano did not stay on the main roster? I think they just wanted to tie him to Ciampa. Okay. So if Ciampa never got hurt, did they keep them th- on the main roster? I think that was the goal. Interesting. I assume they that they're, the my split. assumption was that their split would have also occurred on the main roster. And then they would have said, tune in to take over to see these two kill each other. God 
that would have been so convoluted. And yeah, I I, I think it would have been neat to see them try it though, because they haven't done that before. Champa's about to get cleared, right? I think so. Hmm. From what I remember reading, when he got hurt, it wasn't as bad as it was painted out to be. Because how long has he been gone? Only like six months. Yeah, it hasn't been that long. And everything you were reading, like ev- like even like a month. Dave Meltzer was like, like two and a half years. He's done. <laughs> Like, well, the first time it happened, they were like, oh, is this like, I, your first thought is, is this a Tyson kid type thing? Yeah. And you're like, oh, no, okay. He he might be okay. I mean, it's a scary injury. It's like one of the most terrifying things you, that can happen to you as a wrestler. Neck injuries are never good. Um, right. But I, if, I feel like this one was like one of the, if you're going to have your neck injured, I think this is the way you wanted it. Mm-hmm. But I, again, not totally sure. Not a doctor. Uh, despite no. my... Uh, well-spokenness and level of understanding of the human body. I am not a doctor. Well, um, I'm not a doctor either, but I am a wrestling connoisseur, Paul Griffin. And I have thought about the ways they can get the title off Maria Canellis. And I still don't know. By the way, oh, you don't like it because I think she was great this week. I think she's an amazing heel talker. And the backstage stuff of her walking through and just I Mike Canella sold it really well where he's like, come on, are you serious? I think it's good. I like it. I, I kind of like it. Um, I, I find her to be jarring and I think that's on purpose. Um, I think Maxwell made a point on the podcast this week, mine that, uh, she's, if you, she's only good in ways that it's like supposed to be cheesy, and she is not like someone that you could take seriously. And I kind of agree with that because this was super cheesy. That's the point, though. Yeah, I also see people getting like really fired up online about how it's terrible, but I think it like they're on TV, which is a great step for them. Apparently, yes. this was their idea, so that's mm-hmm. cool. Um. I think that there's some, I think it could be done good long-term. Like eventually that maybe Mike grows a pair and she like likes him for that. And then it just like fixes their marriage. Cause they can't split up. Cause the moment they split up, he's never booked again. And then they'll just forget <laughs> about her. Let's be real. They're not, they're not splitting these up because they find value in either one of them. They're splitting up to like stop. Well, they're using. just better together. Some people are just better together. Like they're tag teams that never should have been split up. Like Titus and Darren Young should have been primetime players. Yeah. Forever. They should have been. Usos should be a tag team forever i'd like to see one of the usos get a singles push but uh, um i don't want to split them up like when the hardys would like win singles titles in the early 2000s like jeff hardy or matt hardy was european champion for a second and they would have singles matches and i liked that mm-hmm. i feel like that's one of the big problems with their tag teams is that they refuse to let them have singles matches or if they do they're completely like unnoticeable and they turn into tag matches that is a, like when was the last just solid tag team wrestler versus someone who's just a singles competitor? Who was that? I don't know. I mean, it could have been this week. It never happened. <laughs> well, not, I don't think so. I, I'm definitely not certain. Like it was, I guess the New Day, but they don't really count. I don't think teams like the I New feel Day like the New Day is too big to right. qualify as like up. Oh, there's a tag team. Like they're the only tag team that's. The you, Ascension was doing this. Remember that month-long feud, Fuck. The Ascension versus Rude and uh, Gable? Where they Holy were doing shit, that was so Wonder. bad. They did that for a month. That was so bad. They did it for more than that, I think. But it was like four straight Raws where they were just going back and forth between like, okay, this week we're doing Rude versus Connor. This week we're doing Victor versus Gable. And this week we're going to do... like Yeah, it, they it had was four amazing. people that no one month. cared about. And they're like, let's see if we can make them wrestle each other every week forever. Mm-hmm. Fight forever. Yeah, yeah. please don't. <laughs> Um, I don't know. I just think the, where do you think they end with this? Is this something that they actually can continue while Maria, um, for lack of a better phrasing, like gets more pregnant? Like, are they going to keep it? It's so weird that they gave her like a massive baby bump this week. Did I even notice that? Did they? Yeah. She's not that big right now. I didn't even notice that. It was silly. Um, I don't know. I assume, I mean, you can just beat somebody by, having it happen off screen. They did that several times last week. True. Well, no, I just mean like, are they going to reveal that Mike was the father all along or are they actually going to say it's someone different? Like, where does this, this go? I have no idea. 
I, I don't even know if we get that far. I think they just give up on it by then. Right, because this is a long-term storyline. If you're going to commit to this, you have to do this for nine months. Yeah. Are you really going to tell me that they're going to be able to hide this and keep whoever the father is for nine months? I don't know. It's, a, it's asking a lot of your viewing audience. I don't feel like they've put a lot of effort into the whole, it is someone else's baby. Hmm. I, I know it was kind of like alluded to, yeah. but I don't think they've dwelled on it to the point where, like, I it even started that way, but they haven't spent enough time on it. Because really, that makes her out to be even shittier, because she's the cheater. That's true, but she's a really good heel. Maria's a really good heel. If you say so. I'm a fan. Um, Brock Lesnar beat the shit out of Seth Rollins, who is um, actually not a good baby face. And I think this made I, him a better baby face. Yeah, it, it really was. This was like the kind of thing you needed to do to get some sympathy back in Seth Rollins' favor because just they have to retcon what was that month of Rollins and Becky and his Twitter behavior and those two having just some extremely cringeworthy backstage segments and just it was it was worse for i think rollins but becky is like bulletproof at this point mm-hmm. because we're gonna get into her feud right now and the the logic behind that but like rollins did not need any of that and it just made him look like a geek and just it was just bad and brock lesnar just coming out and just tearing him apart and then I, I loved him pulling out of the pulling him out of the ambulance like that was that was great i just a i love brock lesnar and b um this is the kind of stuff that you have to do when you're doing like a retread title match like this you have to do something different to get fans emotionally invested again in the seth Rollins character and wanting to see him beat lesnar and this is what you have to do and i think this was just a expertly booked um segment uh yeah i agree with pretty much all of that i i i don't even know what you do at this point i feel like you kind of put it back on seth mm. i don't see anyone else in the position to like challenge brock and it's, roman's not there anymore either no well that's uh look that goes back to the brand split do we think that roman's staying on smackdown once i don't know what show he's on i wonder if usa would prefer him it seems like he's a better fit on usa than fox who knows? I don't think any of that means anything. Yeah. Well, I mean, like, that's the report, right? That the brand split's going back into effect once they move to Fox. Sure. <laughs> I'll believe it when I see it. It's amazing how little I know of who's on what shows. Like, Alexa Bliss, what show is she on? Do th- we know? I think she's still on Raw because she's the only person I'm severely invested in as a, as a fan. But she's been working SmackDown for since the brand split. <laughs> I just... It doesn't make any sense. I don't know. Um, I'm shocked they still haven't turned her baby face. Who? Alexa. It's because she's a better heel. We don't know that she's a better... Even though she's working as a baby face right now. Her character and Natalia's character... Like, let's just get into that. Like, Becky just attacking Fit Finley and then attacking Natalia from behind from her just working on her moves. And, like, what is the real beef behind... I, like, I, Natalia's the baby face here. Um... Well, here's the difference. No one likes Natalia, so she's mm-hmm. not a baby face. Um, <laughs> she's just neutral. Yeah. Also, someone mentioned that uh, at, what was it? Um, at the Royal Rumble, fin- Finley let uh, Becky into the match, so it makes sense for her to be mad at him because there's like some sort of level of friendship there mm-hmm. that she's that he's training Natalia how to break out of Becky's finish. What's astounding to me is that grizzled vet Natalia doesn't know how to get out of a fucking arm bar. <laughs> That's true. Like, what are you, what are you doing? <laughs> I would understand if this was Lacey Evans, uh, but it's Natalia. Yeah, she's not green. She's been around forever. When did Natalia debut? Uh, like 2007. I would have even guessed earlier than that. Man, 12 years. How old is she then? Uh, it might be 2009. Yeah, it was 2009. She's 37. Okay. She debuted on ECW. I didn't know she was an ECW original. I didn't either. <laughs> Holy shit. Wow. Um, but yeah, I just I I don't I don't know. Do you I, I you know what I would like this for you to like if I knew that 
this was setting up Ronda's return. That's when I would like this feud. If I was like, Ronda came out and made the save. That's that's what would bring me a lot of joy and interest in this feud. Hang on. That was a lie. She debuted in 2008 on SmackDown. Okay. I think. I don't know. I can't read this shitty Wikipedia. Point is, she's been around for a long time and doesn't know how to get out of an arm bar. That's a good point. I hadn't even considered that the that they're just like making it seem like this 12 year vet doesn't know how to get out of a very basic finish. But I guess they're implying that Becky is just uh, elite at this. And I, I didn't get that vibe. Yeah. I don't know. Cause I mean, they, they don't make her unstoppable. She's mm. very stoppable. And I don't think that like, it, it would be different if this was a Ronda Rousey match and they're like, how do I get out of this arm bar? But it's Becky, who has lost one of the belts already. Are we sure Alexa's healthy? Yes. She wouldn't be wrestling if she wasn't. And they clearly want to protect her because she's not losing matches. She's getting out of them and not Mm -hmm. taking pins. So they really value her. As they should. They did tease her being a babyface earlier this year, and they should have done it. How many times has she already turned, though? I feel like she's been both like six or seven times. She's never been a babyface. What? She's never sure? been a babyface on the main roster. Really? Yeah. Uh, you would know. I I would know. Mm-hmm. People That's cheer her though because she's fucking yeah. hot and very good. She is. She's good. I um. I like Alexa Bliss. Um. And I think her and Nikki Cross have been good. I think. Yeah, they work really well together. Gone, and it could have gone awry very easily. Like I feel like they were setting it up to, and they didn't, and now they're just stuck together. <laughs> like the split was definitely set up there, and they just never went that way. But they could whenever they want, and yeah, they just. I think right now I wouldn't do it because those two just work well together, and it just. I don't know. Sometimes you just find these organic things that that just work, and you go with it. Um, Cedric Alexander got a weird fig rub to end this episode. Yeah, and... I totally forgot they were doing something with him. What are they doing though? What is the because I'm I just look at Cedric and I like Cedric Alexander obviously, but like where does he fit? Like what is it seems like Paul Heyman likes him, but I I don't like obviously he's not facing Brock Lesnar for the belt. He's not gonna get like the ricochet push. He's not big enough and it's just I don't I just don't see it. Yeah. So I'm like I don't know what they what, I don't know what they're do doing with him. I have no idea. I have no answer for you. I'm glad he's being used. It just seems weird right. that they're like they slotted him in this weird main event spot, and and he's just there. The weirdest part was him losing that a couple weeks ago, where they had so, him as the big so, surprise so, guy, and then he just loses. Yeah, that was very dumb. <laughs> um, it seems like they're done protecting Drew McIntyre, though, which I'm happy about because well, for a long time he was unstoppable. Not if the uh, the Rock has anything to say about it. What does the Rock say about Drew McIntyre? Uh, this week, the Rock said that he is their ne- he is his pick to be the next superstar. Oh, he tweeted this out. Yeah. I feel like the Rock might not have an understanding for pro wrestling anymore. I mean, it helps I, to like not be boring as shit if you want to be a big superstar. Yeah, the Rock I mean, should be the first person to know that because he was like one of the least boring people in the entire industry. Drew McIntyre is very boring. People get infatuated with him because he looks insane. Like he's just—he's got the exact look that you would want in a superstar. You've—it's just his gear is not great. I think he should shave. I think he's just too grizzly. His um, his theme song is bad. His theme song is bad. His Titantron is bad. Um, he's also just been saddled as the the goon with all of these different groups that just lose a lot and just aren't good. And I. I don't know. I think there is a path. It's just, I don't see it. I don't think he's going to be. Yeah. I don't know how you fix him at this point. No. Um, But Cedric Alexander is just going to be an interesting person to monitor because I just, I don't know where he can go. Uh, I hope that he doesn't get injured because I feel like that's the thing that will prevent him from ever getting used. Yeah. Cause I mean, obviously you're not going to use him if he's hurt, but it's one of those things that if he gets hurt, they're just not going to come back to him. Probably not, but who knows? I mean, they um, did with Ali, but even not to not to the extent that he was before. 
they're still they they clearly want to do something with him. They just don't know where to put him. Yeah. Um. So, do you believe the brand split will be over, or do you think they'll still cross over and do stuff when they move to Fox? Do you think they'll actually restart it and try? I have no reason to believe that. I mean, they have cut down the wild card stuff. They don't really mention it anymore. They don't really do it. There's only a couple guys who appear on both shows. Yeah. Um, it's still annoying. And like, yeah. actually, no, I heard that Samoa Joe's a raw superstar. I was going to say that Samoa Joe and Roman feuding should happen on the show that they're both on. Uh, but allegedly Joe is a raw superstar. Is he? That's, that's what I heard. I don't, they're gonna have to re like if they're gonna do this, they have to do some sort of. They should just do a rebrand split. I mean, they should. It, you're gonna have to clarify to the viewing public who's on what show. Like, you can't just have like the name moniker pop up on the screen and uh, just have. That's how people are gonna know who's on what show. I think you have to do something a little bit more. Yeah. I don't know, but um, Undertaker lifetime contract to keep him away from AEW. Wait, what is that? He got a lifetime contract. What does that mean? I don't know, but I think it means he's getting them checks for the rest of his life. I mean, did we ever assume otherwise? Um, the Observer notes that the recent contract Undertaker signed with WWE is long enough that it will likely keep him there for life. I mean, how long is that, though? <laughs> That's what I wonder. He's like, an old guy. Just, what if Meltzer was like, it's a 20-year deal, and he's just like, um, oh, that went super dark really quick. Um He's already dead. So, like, does this contract even mean anything? I don't know. Can you give a, a zombie a lifetime contract? Oh, my God. I, do, I just figured out what uh, Cedric Alexander's push is about. It's in an observer. Oh. Guess what's happening at SummerSlam. On the kickoff show, I'm going to guess. Mm-hmm. Cedric versus Drew McIntyre. Cool. I mean... That should be good. They've kind of been trying to do that for a while so hmm. if you had to guess who um is the current intercontinental champion who would you guess does shinsuke still have it or did he so. lose it do you know who lost in two minutes and 30 seconds clean on this week's episode of smackdown finn balor uh no oh who shinsuke nakamura oh okay to, to ollie good that's the feud they're setting up. You gotta beat him quick and show yeah. that you're better than the champ. He's, um, it, but it was a bamboozle win. It wasn't like a clean as dirt beat, right? I thought uh, he rolled him up or something. I didn't see SmackDown. I just saw GIFs. <laughs> I just saw GIFs. Um, well, the one thing about SmackDown that I did want to touch on, um, I guess this is kind of a two-parter, but um, this is from Brandon Stroud on uh, with Spandex. And it, this is just incredible. And I, I know you would appreciate this. On last week's SmackDown, Bailey, the SmackDown Women's Champion, caused a distraction allowing Ember Moon, Bailey's opponent at SummerSlam, to pin Charlotte Flair in like 30 seconds. Ember then hit the eclipse on both of them because reasons, including making an impact or whatever. Charlotte Flair's response to this was a, to announce herself, the woman who we just watched lose in 30 seconds to a distraction roll-up, as the greatest women's wrestler ever. This week, a random great women's wrestler from the past showed up for unrelated reasons and got bullied into wrestling Charlotte about it at SummerSlam. So, when you put it that way, it sounds dumb. <laughs> Ember Moon hitting her finish on both of them was not dumb and it was for reasons. But, the Charlotte Flair thing is... I I, I know she's like fallen off for a minute. I just still need more of a break from Charlotte Flair. I need a break from her on the mic because oh, she got she's a lot of mic terrible on the week, microphone. And it was bad. She's she's really the she's she just yells. It's just bad. <laughs> she's a great wrestler. I love watching Charlotte matches. She is an atrocious talker. Like a lot of people get on to Bailey, who I think is getting better. Charlotte Flair is still a worse talker than Bailey. I think. Yeah. Um. I, I really like what Bailey's become. Yep. That said, I, I hope him she was dead in the water. Like I can't believe she's been able to kind of um, recapture a lot of that momentum from years ago. Like she's in a good place right now. Mm-hmm. Which means I hope Sasha Banks does not come back to team with her. No one's really talking about that anymore. 
I, they keep setting it up like she needs a tag team partner. Like, I it's just, there if they want to do it. I don't understand what the end game is with Sasha, though. Like, because they're just going to keep adding the frozen time to her contract and she's just going to be locked up there forever. Like, I don't. I don't, I don't know what her contract deal is. I don't know if they've added time to it because she's not around. I don't. I honestly don't care. But also, why does the company care? Like, that was like my biggest thing with the revival where they were like being really, the company was being really obnoxious with how they were handling the revival when to leave. And it's like, the revival doesn't affect your bottom line. I feel like you should only reserve that level of like, no, we're locking you in. You're not going anywhere to like your top needle movers. I don't think we know if that's true or not. I think it was all speculation online. Yeah. Um, about like, like how they were treating the revival because they've been utilized on TV every week consistently, despite not getting any more over. Uh, they are not like it, just crickets this week. Yeah. Um, I know that they're good wrestlers because I saw NXT. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know what the issue is now. Um, yeah, I, I honestly, I don't know. Um, Sometimes people just don't click and they just don't click. They're not clicking. I don't. I, I Like I said, I know they're good. Yeah. But I haven't seen it on the main roster and I don't see their value. Like, if they want to exactly. go, let like, them go. Why are you like? If but that's, they like to like, hoard their people, right? But my thing is that like you can find people like the revival everywhere. Like that's just they're not going to move the needle. No one's not going to watch Raw because the revival was gone. Like that's just. I I guess it's more of like to set the precedent. Like we're just not going to allow everybody to leave. But at the same time, I would just be like the only te- people I would be like, nope, we're adding time to your contract. Like Daniel Bryan, Brock Lesnar, Rollins, yeah. Even Roman Reigns, people like that. Should have done it to I Ambrose. Just, right. <laughs> He'd still be there. <laughs> well, I think they didn't realize, isn't that the whole thing is that like they they thought he was just going to take time away and not go anywhere? I That's guess. So nice I mean, his him. contract was up and he didn't right. sign a new one. So, But I also think they didn't, I, I, if I had to guess, I don't think they thought he was going anywhere. Like, I think they thought he was just going to come back when he recharged his batteries. That That sure is the vibe that they have given off. Um. I think you'd be stupid to think that. Okay. But I don't know. I don't know how for like from the podcast that he did and the way people like talked after, after he left and this, the weird send off they gave him who I, I, part of me thinks it was just goodwill saying like, Hey, we're going to treat you a, 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 the right way. Um, so there's no hard feelings like they don't want another CM Punk situation because I think that there could be a chance someday that Dean Ambrose does come back and I think that's because like they didn't have a bad falling out at the end he hates Vince McMahon but like Vince McMahon's not long for this company true I don't even know if he hates Vince McMahon I think he hates his managing style yeah but like you're not going to go back to that if you have a... Right, he's never going to go back to that creative... If you have a cushy gig place. where you're at now, or it's like you have a lot of freedom, um, mm. I think the only way he gets back there is if something goes a, like wonky with AEW in that like he stops liking it there and he still wants to wrestle. Or, um, you know, Triple H works his magic. Because like, the Shield's such a big deal. It's going to be hard to keep Ambrose... It's going to be hard for them not to keep going after Ambrose in the future. Hmm. Also, his wife is still there and she seems pretty happy there. So like he's got connections to the whole thing. I think she's gone when her contract's up. I don't. It's just too weird. I don't think it's weird. Well, we'll this see. isn't an AJ Lee situation. Like I, I don't know. It's not it's an AJ be- Lee situation where they, where she was actively put in a position by her husband and management to be in this weird company like atmosphere because of those two and then she just called it quits meanwhile Mm -hmm. renee seems to be very happy doing her job she likes the people she works with and there's no stories about her being mistreated or put in weird situations because of ambrose yeah which is good because it's the normal good thing that's how it should Uh, be and I, i and i think that she's very happy where she's at we'll see that said like there was that period of time where espn really wanted her Right. But they got Charlie Caruso now. And you know what? That's good, too. Is she gone? No. She works ESPN, ESPN too. Oh, okay. Not the channel, but also ESPN. Hmm. 
Interesting. Um, can you explain to me why Goldberg versus Dolph Ziggler has just been like this rumored thing for weeks, and that Goldberg's probably gonna have a match at SummerSlam after what we saw at the in at the the Saudi Arabia show that I don't even remember the name of now. Uh, I can't explain it, but it sounds cool, and I can't wait to see it. Are you being serious? Yeah. Okay. Goldberg versus the Undertaker was only bad after he concussed himself. It was bad the whole time. No, it was really good to start with. And then he banged his head right into the fucking turnbuckle and could not, like, see straight. I think. As long as he doesn't hit his head on the turnbuckle, he will have a good match with Dolph Ziggler in that he will beat Dolph Ziggler within a minute and it'll be great. What is the point? To entertain me. For a minute? Hit that entrance. Okay. They better give him some fucking pyro. Um, I hate that they did the Shawn Michaels thing again, though. I, I, I talked myself into it, and I shouldn't have. It was my mistake. But, like, setting it up where the poor man's HBK versus HBK is a SummerSlam-type match, and I'm an idiot for thinking that they might actually do it. Could you before. imagine wasting an HBK return on Dolph Ziggler? That'd be great. But, like, there's better people, like Daniel no, Bryan. I mean, it makes sense. Like, that promo. like it He didn't return sense. to face Daniel Bryan that one time that everyone wanted him to. Then he did that fucking match at Saudi Arabia, which was a huge mistake. But now, now he's done it. He's probably open to doing more of them. So, like, why not Brian? Why not Styles? Why not all these people? You're going to do it on Dolph Ziggler? Get out of here. If that happens, HBK should win and come out of retirement. <laughs> I mean, he would win if they did that match. Would he, though? Absolutely. I hope so. Yeah. There is no doubt in my mind they would have no yeah it would be hbk um were they going to try and say did you see what happened with roman reigns to end smackdown this week i know you didn't watch it but i did see that and i saw the tweet on doing it (laughs) where they just immediately were like it was a rogue forklift operator or whatever why was was there a forklift operator like that dude (laughs) lose his job i didn't hear or see a forklift and uh i mean i feel like a forklift operator driving into frame during a, a shot is uh, unprofessional. It's it's wild, and I, I cannot believe that they immediately retcon that whole thing of like, nope, didn't happen. <laughs> I, I don't know. I don't know if the tweet's enough. I think I don't know what were their plan is here. Brian, is that how they were going to get to SummerSlam? I think that's what people grasp at because they think that Brian and Roman is happening at SummerSlam, but they have like a week to establish that. Yeah. I don't think they can do that. Uh, I'm sure they can. I guess, but I mean, it'll be good and we'll like it, but like, just, it's weird how, like, the whole Roman stuff right now is just weird. And then the the Brian stuff's weird too because he had that announcement that he still never made. Yeah, and he keeps showing up to the building and he still never makes it. I don't, I don't understand what they're doing with either of them right now. Yeah, I definitely don't either. It's weird. Um... But it is also good that he's staying away from the title picture and he's just kind of floating. Roman floating right now is a good thing. I think so. I I, I think that it's helping him be more liked by the audience when he's not forced into a spot they don't want him at. Right. He's kind of in like the John Cena part-time role where he just... He, he does matches when he needs to. He'll make the save. He'll do the good guy stuff every now and then. Shit, I think he's like, going to leave and do movies. Probably. I think he is, and I, I and I see no reason for him not to. Um. Yeah, I think Roman Reigns won't be around this company as long as people might think. I desperately want a Fast and Furious movie with Roman Reigns, John Cena, and The Rock on the same I mean, team. That's probably going to happen. Against, like, Vin Diesel and those goons from the yeah, other movies. Well, no, they're on the same team. No, they're, they're, they have, they have, they're feuding now in the movies. No, they're not. You're thinking of Hobbs and Shaw. Yeah, but you could, like, do it. Okay. You could do it. It's Fast and Furious. They don't have to have, like, good storytelling. It's not what people see those movies for. I see them because I love them. Yeah, they're All great the movies. movies. Great, yes. But, like, you could do a thing where it's the wrestlers versus the street racers who are also superheroes without capes. When does Hobbs and Shaw come out? It's out. Soon, right? Is it out? I think it came out this weekend. Did it really? I think so. If it's not, then it's next weekend. Once upon a time in Hollywood, either. Yes, it's out. Huh. I love it's Fast and Furious presents. Like that's like a. (laughs) 
Fast and Furious franchise presents like what other movie like Star Wars? Did they do that with the Star Wars spinoff? Star Wars presents. Yeah, they were called Rogue the Star One. Wars Story. Rogue oh, One. That's right. Um, I think that makes sense for those, but just to get that SEO in there, no one knows who Hobbs <laughs> is, so you have to explain that like this is a character from Fast and Furious, and I think that's fine. Plus, you know what you're getting when you slap that title on there, and it's fucking ridiculous. Mm. For for all the right reasons. That is correct. Um, okay, you just all right. That's it. That's all I got. What what else is there? Nothing. Um, We've said it all. So I'll leave you with this, Paul Griffin. This was one of the commenters on um, this best and worst, this Macdown piece from this week. Oh boy! The only club that matters is something you'd say if you weren't allowed in a better club. <laughs> I I guess so. Um, do you like the name? I, I don't really. The OC? Of course I do. Yeah. Okay. It's fine. It just seems weird because no one talks it's about it. It's better than the club. club. It's better than the club. It's better than the club, but it's also silly because no one talks about the Bullet Club because they're not a thing anymore. Mm-hmm. But yeah. you can't say we're the only elite that matters because that doesn't make any sense. And also, I think they're going to stay away from using the word elite. That's fine yeah all right paul griffin anything else before we get out of here nah <laughs> i got i got Big weekend plans no i'm just traveling to bora bora i have to go work um, off all the food that i eat mm-hmm. before my next vacation which is in like two weeks two and a half hours uh is it two weeks not not next saturday not next saturday the saturday after next so three weeks okay booked the hotel already and i will not tell where it is Good. Because I don't want people to come meet and kill me like they're going to do with you. <laughs> God. Do I just cut that whole first 10 minutes of this podcast? No. People who want to meet and kill you have already decided to do it. Oh, great. It has nothing to do with me encouraging it on a podcast. And I don't really I encourage mean, it. I just spoke it into existence. Uh, isn't that the... Okay. Isn't What's that book called that uh, Oprah was all about that Ryback was reading? I have no idea. Remember the, you just said a lot of words. Remember when Ryback came out on Raw and cut a 12-minute promo about The Secret? Vaguely? That's what the book was called. Okay. Speaking it into existence. Mm, thanks. Thanks, Paul. <laughs> Bye. Bye. And that'll do it for today's episode of the Chase Thomas Podcast. I just want to remind you guys, if you like today's episode and you are subscribed on Apple Podcasts, or iTunes, I would really appreciate if you could take a second and leave the show a five-star rating and a review. If uh, you're not an Apple podcast listener, remember you can find the show on Spotify, TuneIn Radio, SoundCloud, Stitcher, uh, Google Play, or wherever else you get your podcasts. Uh, be sure to check out chasethomaspodcast.com where you can access all of my previous episodes and also find all my writing. I'm writing there fairly often. And also follow me on Twitter at chase underscore thomas and like the Facebook page at facebook.com slash Chase Thomas Writer. Thank you for your support, and we'll be back in another episode very soon. Thanks, guys. Nicely done, nephew. Chase Thomas Podcast. Hell yeah. Sugar Ray Leonard. Roberto Duran. Marvelous Marvin Hagler and Thomas Hearns. Legends, whose four-way rivalry defined one of the greatest eras in boxing history. Relive their decade of dominance in the new Showtime sports documentary, The Kings, a four-part series premiering Sunday, June 6th, only on Showtime.